welcome to the Page One Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Zwelling from Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about real estate. I think a lot of people have a misconception of how real estate works. And some people who have used a real estate agent or been in the real estate process years back um, have a different idea of how real estate operates today. And I wanted to take a moment to kind of clear that up and at least start the journey. And this podcast will be directed to kind of go over the process of buying and selling and how buyers and sellers should operate in today's market. I think there's a very big disconnect from someone who had purchased a home, let's say 10 years ago, and is looking to buy or sell in 2021. We look at interest rates still ridiculously low. I know that uh, you know under three, or, you know hovering around the three percent mark is pretty awesome, considering the fact that you know I look back at my parents when they bought their home, their interest rate, you know in the 80s and 90s was about 14 percent. So when I see buyers say, wow, you know, interest rates, they're kind of high right now. I kind of laugh because again, I know that back when 14% was like, you know, the rate and the rolling average when I got into real estate about 10 years ago uh, was about 8%. So 3% is a phenomenal rate right now. And of course, your credit dictates you know, what your rate is going to be, if it's going to be below three or above three, because again, how you get your loan is based on, you know, your financial responsibility and how well you pay bills. And uh, again, if you have good credit, you're going to get a better rate. If you don't, and you're more of a financial risk, then your rate will be a little bit higher. So again, pay those bills. (laughs) So, but uh, right now, again, we are in a seller's market. And what does that mean right now? So what it means right now is there are more buyers than there are homes or inventory in the marketplace. What does that mean for buyers? It means that you're going to run into a lot of multiple offer situations. And sometimes you're going to lose out on those multiple offers. So we'll talk about that and how you should approach a multiple offer situation or how you should put an offer in. For a seller right now, it's a great time to put your home on the market. Now, someone would say to me, Jason, it's October. Do you really think it is? And I say with interest rates being with what they are and being the fact that it's a seller's market, I do think it's a great time to sell. Now, again, there are people that know the process in New York State and they'll say, well, the process is about 60 to 65 days, you know, from the time you put an offer until the time you close. So that's going to bring me to November, December, and I'm going to be smack dab into holiday season. I'm going to be in the middle of snow, especially if you're in Western New York. And do I want people traipsing in and out of my house during the holiday season when I have to, you know, get ready for the holidays? And that's a question you have to ask yourself going forward. If you were to put your home in the market today, you'd probably be closing around Christmas time. And whether that is convenient or inconvenient is a question you have to ask. And again, there are some people that will wait till the spring market 
in March and April. But again, uh, I think it's still a great time to do it if you're not bothered by the fact that um, you're going to be closing in December. And uh, again, we don't know what next year is going to hold with interest rates. We don't know if the housing market is going to shift. We really don't. And I think that makes for an interesting conversation of doing it now versus waiting. And, you know, right now in October, I'd like to think that we have more situational buyers and sellers than we do with like looky-loo type buyers or sellers. Uh, People aren't testing the market right now, putting their home in the market, saying, let's just see what we're going to get in October. There's probably a good reason, maybe a job relocation or a financial reason that they have to sell their home. And again, there are some people that are like, listen, I just want to do it right now and there's no real reason. And that's okay too. And for buyers, some buyers want to get in now because again, they don't want as much competition as they did in the spring market. And they feel that this would be uh, a good time to do it. It's a little bit quieter and kids are in school and you're able to do some things. And um, again, it could work out really well for some people. So what do you do when you're, you know, trying to get ready to buy a home in today's market? Well, the first thing you should do is get pre-qualified. And what is a pre-qualification? Pre-qualification is where you call a mortgage consultant. And nowadays you can almost text message or do an online form but I recommend that you call and sit down with a mortgage consultant because I think it's just better to sit across from somebody and ask as many questions. And basically the mortgage consultant is going to ask you, you know, what's your debt? Uh, What do you, you know, how much do you have in your bank account? Um, Do you have a job? How long have you been working there? What do you make? Uh, What do you, you know, some questions in that realm and going to find out. So he plugs those numbers in and basically If you're telling the truth based on the information that you provided, he will give you a pre-qualification. Now, again, if your your answers are are not good, he may say, you know, at this time, I I can't provide you with the pre-qualification because, again, you need to do some things, put you on a path, per se. Uh, And again, that's good to know regardless. Now, when you have a pre-qualification, it's a great start. However... In today's market, you want a sure thing. So you want a pre-approval. So what's that? Well, the pre-approval is when you sit down with your mortgage professional and you sit down with them and you bring your bank statements and your employment verification and all the debt paperwork. You give hard proof to your mortgage consultant of all the things that you talked about on the phone so that the mortgage consultant can actually sit there and look at it and say, okay, I I can actually see this is what you have. I will write you what's called a pre-approval. Now, some banks and some mortgage consultants won't do it. They just keep it in the pre-qualification stage. But a lot of mortgage professionals will. So you want to, your goal has to be for a pre-approval. When you're in a multiple offer situation, you don't want ifs and buts. You want a sure thing. So again, a pre-approval has a little bit more teeth in the game and is a little bit more important. And I think that will help you. I also think when you're sitting down with a mortgage professional early on in the buying process, it sets you up for success as well. 
I often ask buyers what they think, you know, how long have you been looking for a home? A lot of people will tell me I've been looking for months online. And then I ask them, where have you been looking? A lot of people will tell me Zillow. And again, that's fine. Uh, Zillow has been a marketing website for, for years. Very easy and very convenient. And recently, uh, they've changed over where they actually have to operate under a real estate status. So they've had to become a little bit more accurate and uh, that's good for the consumer. When someone has been looking for a while before they've been pre-approved or pre-qualified, they're probably looking in a price range that is too low or too high for what they can afford. And that's a problem because again, I always tell clients, you can't ring the bell. And what do I mean by that? Well, again, if you're looking at homes in the $300,000 range and you sit down with a mortgage professional and you get a pre-qualification and the highest you can go is 225, 250. A $225,000 home is going to look a lot different than a $300,000 home. And by saying you can't unring the bell means basically you like those high end custom finishes. You like that more square footage, that neighborhood and the things that go with that $300,000 house. And now that you can only afford between 225 and 250, you're going to constantly be comparing the $225,000 homes to that $300,000 home. And it's really not going to meet your expectations and you're going to be, you know, yeah, this really isn't the house for me. So again, when you start to do that, you have this disconnect because again, you're comparing apples to oranges and you're just never going to find that home at that price range. So again, starting out with the right pre-qualification and telling people that starting out in the right spot is really important. You know, shop where you can afford. And again, if you if you can afford 250,000, I often tell clients don't look at something that's 249.9. Because again, in today's market, there's going to be multiple offers and you're going to need to have some wiggle room. And again, do you have any money outside of that 249.9 in case? I always say you always have to have some rainy day money. A hot water tank breaks or a refrigerator breaks down. You need to have some extra income. And I think mortgage professionals sometimes don't take any of that into consideration. It's on you as the, the buyer to figure that out. So again, you need to leave a little bit of room in your budget. And that's a real big concern for a lot of people. When you sit down with a mortgage professional, you can get what's called a cleared to close or a cost to close worksheet that basically tells you what kind of money you need to bring to the table at the time of closing. And for some people, it's an awakening and they really are surprised when they see that number. And, you know, a lot of people are like, wow, I didn't know I needed that much. Now, remember, when you are buying a home, you prepay for your taxes up front. So if you're looking at taxes between four and six thousand, Part of your closing costs will have that built-in four dollars to $6,000 in it, on top of other things. And again, your mortgage professional can explain that to you. But again, you prepay for that money up front. So again, New York State has some aggressive taxes. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And uh, again, that's part of it. So if you don't have that kind of money, that's where you need to have that conversation. And that's where sitting across from a mortgage professional, instead of talking to them via text or an online portal, is more important. I think it's it's great to have that conversation. I believe that's the same thing when you're meeting with, with a real estate agent. 
I like to sit down with my clients, you know, take them to my office. We sit down and we talk and, you know, they tell me what their wants and needs are. I go over the paperwork, explain the entire process, which takes a little bit, but again, I think it's important to invest in this process and educate the buyers on how to navigate in today's market. I believe a lot of things that we go over are going to come up in the process. And again, you may not remember everything when you sit down with your, your real estate agent, but I think it's, it's really good to at least understand uh, the view of the real realtor, what he's up against and what you are up against in the process. And, you know, for me, knowledge is power. And I'd like to make sure that my clients know where they stand. I also like them to understand the market and how to put an offer in. And again, someone's like, well, you know, you just throw a dollar amount. And again, it's the job of the realtor to provide homes to the consumer and to show them, hey, look, this is what's available in your price range. Um, I like to take a look at all the homes before I send them out to clients. I don't like to just auto send out uh, a bunch of uh, homes to them. Because again, if I've sat down with my client and I've listened to what their wants and needs are, um, I can you know, go into the system and find them. And if I heard them correctly and I listened correctly, um, I'm going to be able to send them something that um, you know, is going to be for them. And again, they make that decision because in the end, the realtor is not buying or selling the home. He's helping the consumer buy or sell the home. And I think a lot of realtors have that disconnect as well. A lot of times realtors insert themselves saying, I don't think my client would like this, or I don't think my client, you know, will take that offer. And I believe in transparency. I believe talking to the consumer, again, letting the consumer know, providing the factual data that I see on my computer and the things that I see out in the marketplace and bring it to the client and having them make an informed decision. Because at the end of the day, it's up to them. And uh, again, walking out, you know, after you've sat down with a mortgage professional and hopefully gotten a pre-qualification and then pre-approval, sit down with the realtor. They explain the process do a needs assessment of finding out what you want, need, and have to have and where you need to have it. And then start to do some showings. And we go through the homes and we, we have candid conversations of, does this match your criteria? What did you like? What didn't you like? And again, it's interesting for me because again, when I sit down with clients or when we do tours afterwards and we're, we're involved in the process, where we start and where we finish are two different things. And that's okay because again, you don't know what you don't know. And when you start to look at homes, maybe a certain style of home does, you know, you think it's okay. Cause I always ask consumers and, and clients and say, you know, what kind of home are you looking for? And a lot of times, you know, a buyer will tell me, Hey, listen, I'm looking for a three bedroom, two bath, um, home with 1500 square feet plus, um, in this neighborhood, um, in this school district. And I say, well, what style of home are you looking for? A lot of times I get a kind of weird face and they kind of go, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, whatever. I'm pretty open. And that's fine because again, you haven't been in different styles of homes. Maybe you haven't done any research. This is maybe very new to you. So from a realtor standpoint, I have to educate you on styles of homes. And I always go back to this example. I had a client who was very tall. I think he was like six, four. And, um, 
you know, we had this conversation. We were sitting in the office and I said to him, you know, what kind of homes do you like? He's like, I'm pretty open. If as long as it has this square footage and this bedrooms and bathrooms in this district, you know, in this neighborhood, I'm fine. I said, okay. I knew 6'4", he's going to have some challenges. So I knew certain homes like a cape that has slanted ceilings upstairs probably wouldn't be in his best interest. But again, he wanted to see it. So I took him up to the bedrooms. Sure enough, he skids his head on the uh, on the ceiling. And he's like, oh, this home's not for me. And I said, okay. Now I knew that that home wasn't probably going to be good for them. But I had to take the client to the home to kind of show that to them in person. And once they see it um, and, and feel it, they understand it. And, um, you know, why another reason why I believe that, you know, I understand COVID and the, the pandemic restrictions that has hit us with real estate, you know, the rules are constantly changing. And when we were in full lockdown mode last year, it was very difficult for consumers to see homes. And there was a lot of people that said, well, you know, we can do these virtual home showings. And I was dead set against it. I'll be honest with you. And, um, you know, some of my colleagues and managers were like, well, why? And I said, a home is something that you need to go to. You need to, to see, touch, feel, smell. You have to be involved in it. You have to be in the front lawn looking at the neighborhood. You have to be in the basement and you have to just be there. Pictures don't do a home justice. When we put homes on the market and we put them online and people view them, again, it whets their appetite for them to, to lean in to look further. Many people don't buy a home based on pictures alone. And we all know pictures can be cropped and they can be doctored. And obviously you want to show the best picture because again, you have one chance at a first impression, but you definitely want to be in the home. So I was against the virtual part of it. So again, uh, the education process is super important. So again, when you send homes to a consumer and you start to build that dialogue, what they like, what they don't like, um, you know, and when the boxes are all checked off, say for instance, when you send a home to a client and they're like, well, it matches everything I need in the neighborhood I want in the price range and the pictures look good, let's go see it. So then we schedule a showing and we go from there. From that point, we go on and we try to uh, put together a good offer. And what do I mean by that? Again, anybody can put an offer in. But in, in a seller's market, you have to kind of approach a little different. Now, number one, your realtor should definitely do his due diligence on pricing for the home. So when a home hits the market, the agent should basically have a good idea if it's overpriced, underpriced, or just right, and then do his due diligence or her, her due diligence to go into the system and really vet out that price and look at the comparables in the neighborhood. Not just the comparables, but the competitives as well. Because again, like I said to you earlier, there's a lot of people out there that won't talk about the style of home. They'll talk about three bedrooms, two bath uh, in this neighborhood at this square foot, but they don't talk about if it's a caper, colonial, or ranch. So again, those are the competitives. They match all the boxes except for the style of home. So as they want you to compare ranches with ranches, I also look at the competitives as well. Because again, you may say you want a colonial and you may end up with a ranch. It all depends because again, you won't know until you go there. 
But how do you approach that? So once the realtor goes into the system and once the realtor basically does that comparative and competitive market analysis, says, hey, listen, this home is priced, you know, in the range that it needs to be. And again, you look at the offer. So if the home is priced at the market price, okay, you, the agent needs to reach out to the other agent and find out how many offers there are, if any. And again, go back and say, you know, not to tell the, the buyer, hey, this is what you should offer. Because again, the buyer has to be comfortable with the number that they put through. If I tell them to, you know, on a $150,000 home, go 185 and they get the home and they're like, man, I should have never went that high and they feel very uncomfortable, they're going to have buyer's remorse. So they have to feel comfortable with the price. And I always tell consumers and clients, listen, at the end of the day, you have to be happy with your purchase. So whatever price you put in, I will deliver. Now, if a home is on the market for say 200,000 and a person comes in with 125 just because they want the art of the deal, I'm going to explain to them that what are some of the things that could happen in a low price offer? And I'll explain to them the pros and the cons. And then if they go way over in that price, I'll also explain on a loan about appraisals. And again, appraisals can come in good, appraisals can come in bad, it all depends. But again, you try to inform the consumer and the client with as much information as you possibly can for them to make the best decision. Because at the end of the day, it's up to them. Now, I don't like to tell people, hey, by the way, you're probably going to lose a home in a multiple offer situation a few times in this process. But it's a truth that has to be out there because, again, it's very easy for buyers to get emotionally involved. And when they put an offer in and they lose it, they feel like they've lost the house. They, they'll never find another home. And that's untrue. Sometimes you just need patience. Now, if they're in a situational buying situation where they have to buy a home in a certain amount of time because of a relocation or they have to sell their home in a certain amount of time, then we have to operate in the, that realm. So if somebody has a home that they're, they're buying and they have to be in this home by a certain amount of time, then we might have to be a little bit more aggressive with the price based on the situation. And contrarian, on the other side of it, if they're selling their home and they have to be out of state, they can't really put a ridiculous price on their home because they're emotionally attached to it. They have to sell it at market or below market to kind of engage the buyer pool to get a fast sale. It's being realistic and that's super important. And again, this is all what a realtor will do. A good realtor, I would say, is going to provide those kind of options. You know, you tell somebody, hey, I think this is a good range. I think this is a good price. I think it's a good neighborhood. Um, we do as much as we possibly can to get as much information out to the consumer as possible for them to make that good decision. It doesn't always work out uh, in, the, in this market. You know, it is, uh, you know, sometimes difficult to buy a home, but it's, it's done every day and we can, we can do it. And when you're selling a home, you know, a lot of people, we hear a lot of what I call noise. You know, you hear the neighbor next door that you, you have a beer with in the, in the driveway and he says, you know, you could get this much for your home and man, I'll tell you, you can do that. Everyone's an expert. And I said, you know, that's great. However, I, they're not the real estate agent. They don't work in the, this every day. And that's important for people to understand 
It's a catch-22 when you buy and sell. Sure, if your home's a nice home, you should get top dollar for your home. But on the flip side, when you're buying a home, you're probably gonna pay top dollar as well. So it's kind of a catch-22. Now, if you just have a home to sell in this market, you're in a pretty good situation if the home has been maintained and you put it at a fair market price. Again, we'll talk more about some of the details and the contracts and how to go about certain things and what to look for in later podcasts. That's all the time I have for now. Hopefully you liked what you heard. If you do, hit that subscribe button. Talk to you soon.